Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and we have another great show for you today. We are here with a good friend of mine, Bonnie Diamond, who is a licensed acupuncturist for chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. So welcome, Bonnie. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Bonnie is calling in today. Um, So sometimes that that moment of of transitioning from from the hello is always is always fun. So uh, so Bonnie, uh, tell us a little bit about um, about what you do. I know that you're you're a Japanese acupuncturist. Um, Can you tell us what makes that style of, of acupuncture unique? So what makes Japanese acupuncture unique is we rely very much on feeling what's going on in the body. So we palpate, we feel the pulse, and we choose points that reduce areas of restriction in the body. Now, all acupuncturists follow the same basic theory of the five element, five organs, and um, so we all come from the place of the importance of balancing energy in the different organs in the body and um, using the meridians to do that and using points along the meridians to do that. Where we differ is Japanese acupuncturists tend to be more kinesthetic. And the reason for that is in Japan, um, uh, blind people were able to become licensed acupuncturists. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had very, very strong kinesthetic skills. So, And when you say kinesthetic, what, is, what does that mean? So kinesthetic is a, a sensitivity to touch. So, um, and, and I would say even more than that, just the general sensitivity in the world. But kinesthetic itself is a sensitivity to touch. Mm. So you can feel where there's restrictions in different parts of the body. Um, you can feel um, the vascular system in the body. Y- you can feel the organs in the body. Uh, you can feel the pulse and the changes in the pulse. And you use information that you get from touching the body to uh, free up pain for people and bring their bodies into balance. And it's kind of like it's like kind of like dancing with someone in a certain way. So you touch the body, you find restriction, and then you look for points that release the restriction. So whatever I'm thinking and you know, when someone comes to see me I do a whole health history and um, I know what they're eating, I know if they're exercising, I know, you know, any surgeries they've had, any uh illnesses that they've had. I I know family history. And so I have a sense of what might be going on, but but like um, the Bible for me is what the body says. So even if I am thinking that there's a problem in the person's digestive system, if if the points on 
um, the digestive system for us is the spleen. So if points on the spleen meridian don't release restrictions in the body, then I look for something else that will. Mm. So the body, like, has the final word when I'm, um, when I'm treating people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so in the tradition of, of acupuncture, of Japanese acupuncture, um, you know, you kind of mentioned that even blind people could treat, um, yeah. could basically treat someone through the system. Could you, could you have ever imagined doing that yourself? Like, could you, maybe without the needles um, or in, in a different way, could, do you think you could ever do that, treat somebody in the dark just from, from palpating and um, from exploring, like, with, without your eyes? Not that saying you would. I, I haven't <laughs> done it. I haven't done it, but I probably could do it. Mm. Because when you work with the body enough, you, like, I know where all the points are. I don't have to see the points, I feel the points. Mm. Based on, you know, I mean, based on the different bones and the, the um, a- after a while, you know, I remember I was in school and we had to memorize all the points, like the first year we had to memorize all the points. And I remember sitting in the cafe at school and trying to memorize this point, pericardium six, which is the point that um, most people know as uh, it's a point for nausea. Mm. And so, when people wear wristbands, uh, if they're going on cruises or flying, um, that's the point that's being activated. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I remember trying to learn that point, and one of the teachers walked in, and he said, in a couple of years, you know, you'll just know where it is, and that's Mm -hmm. how it is. So the the points that I use a lot of, I don't, I, I, I know where they are, in the same way that, like, a musician who plays the piano knows where you know, the different keys are on the piano, whether they're looking at the keys or not. It's it's something that happens over time. So I, I haven't tried it, but I would be comfortable... Um, I would be comfortable putting my hands on someone without having sight. That's really cool. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite collection of points that you're working with currently? Um... Well, lately I've been studying points on the head um, in the prefrontal cortex. So there's an area of the brain when there's pain. Um, that area gets thinner. Oh, and, very interesting. And that, yeah, yeah. So, so for pain, sometimes pain is, is a problem with the tissue. I broke a bone. I, I pulled a muscle. You know, um, I have tendinitis. And sometimes pain is because the system in the brain um, is not tracking sensation properly. So when you're treating somebody, you, you, you often are working with both of those things. You want the tissue to heal, but you also want the, um, the sensation in the brain to change. And so there are points on the head that if you needle them, that area of the brain becomes thicker and it goes back to functioning um, as a, a healthy healthy person's brain would be functioning. Oh, wow. um, and it just so happens that um, um, I'm taking a class on that right now. So Yeah. Um, it's always, cool. yeah, sometimes the things that you're currently learning become your new favorite thing because it's, it's fresh and it's exciting. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, I know that you, you have kind of a... Um, 
two two main types of clients, people who are definitely experiencing pain, like you just mentioned, and also people that are experiencing chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, through looking through the lens of acupuncture, what what is going on in the body? You kind of explained that a little bit with um, the kind of needling points across the pre pre. Um, can you? How do you say that? Yeah, prefrontal, prefrontal cortex. cortex. <laughs> um, so that's kind of some of the things that are happening when people are experiencing pain. Um, what what's going on with the body when people are experiencing uh, chronic fatigue syndrome through the lens of acupuncture? So let me just say that chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia are not actual illnesses. Okay, they are syndromes. Okay. And they are diagnosed based on symptoms. Okay. So what's um, the difference between an illness and a syndrome? Can you just clarify that quickly? So the flu, we know the flu is a virus. Gotcha. Okay. So the virus enters the body and um, that's what creates inflammation in the body and, you know, stomach problems or, or um, colds or, you know, there are certain symptoms that go along with having that particular virus in your body. And once the virus goes away, then you're healthy again. Mm. So that, or you break a leg. We know, okay, the bone's broken. So, you know, we wait for the bone to heal, and then you're healthy again. So those are, um, those are specific diseases. We know exactly what's going on in the body, um, Oftentimes, we have treatments available to help the person get healthier, and um, there's a clearer path with those kinds of things. With something like chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, um, it's not like chronic fatigue is is based on symptoms like um, you're exhausted all the time, you have a constant sore throat, you have brain fog. you may have GI tract issues, but every person that has chronic fatigue doesn't have all of those symptoms. Gotcha. And because I had chronic fatigue for nine years, you know, the way that I presented was unique to me. And so I had uh, constant sore throat and exhaustion. People with chronic fatigue, they have re- exhaustion that doesn't let up even when they sleep or they rest um, and is often made worse exercise. That tends to be one of the key components. But before somebody gets a diagnosis of chronic fatigue, um, they, they have to have everything else ruled out that might cause those uh, symptoms. So, um, that can and, be a pretty long it, process, too. That can be a pretty long process in having everything else ruled out first. Yes, although in my situation, I got a diagnosis very, very early on because I just so happened to be going to a doctor who was treating people with chronic fatigue syndrome. And so I, and this is true, I was in bed, I called my doctor, I said, I don't understand it, I feel totally exhausted, you know, this is unlike anything I've ever felt before. And over the phone she said to me, I think it's chronic fatigue, come on in and we'll run all the other tests. Wow. And she was right, it was chronic fatigue. So... um so, uh, so how did you? Different, 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so you you experienced chronic fatigue for for nine years, um, off and on. Yeah, off and on. So how were you getting? Were you getting treated? I know you, you said right away you were under a physician's care. Um, what yeah. what was your treatment like when you were getting um, when you were kind of working to heal heal that syndrome? Well, from in my situation, um, I basically changed my whole life. So I was working in high tech. I had just started a new job. Um, it involved a lot of physical labor. It, at that time, we had PCs, and my job was moving the PCs to a person's desk and getting them set up and, you know, making sure they knew how to use all the programs. And um, I must have been at the job for a couple of weeks, and I, I just couldn't do it. I was exhausted. So I ended up having to leave that job. And when I did that, and I was 30 at the time, I left. I had been working as a computer programmer. I had been doing tech support. I had a whole different life. And um, when I got the chronic fatigue diagnosis, I left that life and uh, really was put on the path to become a healer. So um, I was working with a doctor, and we just started trying things. So for a while, I was taking subcutaneous shots of Iscador, which is a homeopathic remedy, mm-hmm. and that, for about a year, kept me symptom-free. Um, I Somebody suggested that I try acupuncture. That's how I got interested in acupuncture, mm. and so I started getting acupuncture treatments. And when I started getting acupuncture treatments, I realized that this was something that really interested me, that was improving my health. And it was something that I uh, I wanted to become an acupuncturist. So my life really, like, went in a completely different direction. And when I got sick, I just, I, I mean, I tried IV vitamin C. I tried shots of gamma globulin. I, um, trying to think, because there were a lot of different things that I tried, and some worked and some didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was something that wasn't causing harm to the body, and it helped me, then I would incorporate that into my life. And because I was going to acupuncture school, I was also learning about imbalances in the body. So when people come in with chronic fatigue, we think of, you know, we use this five-organ, five-element system and I just want people, people may know about this, but it's, it's really a set of correspondences. So each of the five main organs, the spleen, the heart, the liver, the kidney, and the lungs, are, um, they have a correspondence with a color, a season, an emotion, a direction, um, a temperature. It's a whole set of correspondences. And the idea is if one of these organs are out of balance, it creates imbalance in the rest of the body. So when people come in with chronic fatigue syndrome, often we're seeing a kidney imbalance because kidney is the root of all the energy in the body. Mm. Um, we're seeing lung, a lung imbalance because the lungs are connected to the immune system. Gotcha. And we're seeing a spleen. For us, when we say spleen, we really mean the whole digestive system. 
we see spleen imbalances, so things like leaky gut. Um, but different people have different... Uh, in one person, it may be more of a kidney imbalance. In one person, it may be more of a spleen imbalance. So, um, so when you're looking at chronic fatigue syndrome um, as an acupuncturist, there's there's three major systems that are off. There's the the kidneys, uh, which is the immune system, the stomach. No, the kidneys, the energy. The kidneys, energy. the energy. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, the okay. the spleen, which is the digestive system, and what was the third system that was lungs and the lungs. System. Right. Um, so, so that's, that's pretty, I mean, three out of five is, is pretty substantial within the body's energy yeah. systems. Yeah. Yeah. And so I look at it, the style of acupuncture that I do is based on the work of a Japanese acupuncturist, Kiko Matsumoto. Hmm. And one of the things that she does is she combines the ancient Chinese text with, um, Western medicine. So, her kidney treatment becomes an adrenal treatment, so we're treating the adrenal glands because m- most people with chronic fatigue have adrenal exhaustion. So you know the kidneys keep the adrenal glands keep pumping out adrenaline, and but the the person's not really able to rest, and so you know the body keeps trying to um, send energy to the cells, but not in a in a sustainable kind of way. Um, so, um, you know, with chronic fatigue and, and actually with all of the patients that I see, I don't think so much about you have this diagnosis and based on this diagnosis, this is what I'm going to do. I think more about what's going on in your body and in your life. So I look at three major, major pieces. One is this uh, five-element, five-organ system, where's the imbalance? And along with that um, are the meridians. So for each of the organs, there's a corresponding meridian. And uh, when there's pain in the body, there's either too much energy in a part of the meridian or too not enough energy. And so, um, uh, so I'm looking at the organs and the meridians to find out uh, where there are imbalances. That's one way that I look at the body. The uh, second way that I look at the body is from uh, a structural component. So, you know, we all stand, we all sit, we all move, and the way that we stand, sit, and move often correspond to how we feel in our body. So mm-hmm. when people come in with pain of any kind, you know, I'm thinking, you know, are their knees locked? You know, are they sitting at a desk all day? Are they sitting properly? Are they standing properly? And there are ways of correcting some of those structural imbalances in the body. Um, And the third way really is lifestyle. What are they eating? Um, Are they getting enough sleep? How's their digestion? And I think all, um, certainly lifestyle and the five elements all acupuncturists look at. Um, so, uh, East Asian medicine really is very, very holistic. And so when we, when I treat, it's not so much about, I have this treatment because you have chronic fatigue or back pain or headaches. It's more what 
points that I know what combinations of points are going to make some kind of change in the body. And I tend not to needle points that don't make any change. Hmm. And so it's not a linear process. Um, it's, uh, um, it's, a, it's a very holistic process. And for some people, uh, simple dietary changes make an enormous difference. And for some people, the needles make an enormous difference. And some people, exercises make an enormous difference. And for some people, it's a combination of all three. And so I'm really looking at, you know, the whole system. Uh, and try, I say to my patients a lot, you know, there are several doors that you can open in terms of how you're going to get well. And the trick is to find the door that really is going to start to shift things. Mm. And I think acupuncture supports the the body, the mind, the spirit in a way that allows people to make those shifts. And certainly for, for things like chronic illness, um, the person is going to have to make some shifts. So I know that you had mentioned, I'm so curious as to really, what what sparked for you? Like how, I know you were receiving treatments um, when you were kind of, you know, working through your chronic fatigue syndrome and you were receiving acupuncture treatments in addition to trying a whole host of other things as you were working alongside a physician. Um, but what, what was it really about the, the acupuncture that, what, what sparked for you that was like, I, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm so curious about that. I had this memory of being on a table, getting a treatment, and the acupuncturist said to me, um, she said to me, she was doing a meditation, and she said, go to your kidneys, I think. And she said, what do you see? And I said, it's cold and it's snowing. And she was like, it it turns out that the kidneys are associated with winter. And, Mm. and, And so that just kind of came out of me. I didn't, I didn't, I, I it, it was an experience of, of knowing something that, uh, that didn't come from learning it, that came from an embodied sense of something. And I think it was that feeling of having an embodied, an embodied sense of things um, in that meditation. And then during the treatments, I could, I could feel energy moving throughout my body. So I knew something was happening, and um, I my my bachelor's degree is in philosophy. So I always had an interest in kind of understanding things and understanding the world. Mm. Um, and when I got out of school, I found out it was hard to earn a living as a philosopher. Um, so I ended up going into high tech, and I think. Uh, acupuncture brought me back into that world of, of trying to understand how things work and how the body works. And I really, really loved Eastern philosophy, which is about balance um, and is, is, is... There's this idea of balance and there's this idea of relativity. So what's healthy in a five-year-old is different from what's healthy in a 75-year-old. Of course, of course. Of course, right. But it's a system that allows you to um, use the same principles on a 5-year-old and on a 75-year-old, acknowledging their physical differences. And that that really intrigued and excited 
me that you could take the same principle and you could apply it to any person and any illness. And if you stay true to the principles and to the practice, you can help people with a whole bunch of different imbalances. And you can help people preventatively before they get sick. Um, and you could work with people who are dying and still help bring their body back into balance. And there's something that's really beautiful about that. Um, and and you can work with things in the natural world. I think that's the other thing. I always love the outdoors. And so the idea of working with um, food and movement as ways of healing somebody really appealed to me. And Absolutely. and it turned out that the oldest acupuncture school in the country was 20 minutes from where I lived at the time. And so I I sat in on a class there and I, you know, and I ended up applying and I started school there. And it was also something that I was able to do through the time that I was suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, I didn't fully uh, overcome it until I was licensed, which was uh, 1998. So I had this time when I... Um, when my world was kind of narrow and I was really focused on, on getting better, and I also had something that I could study that I that I really loved that helped me understand what was going on in my body. Absolutely. So, so yeah. um, and how, how do you, when you're dealing with chronic fatigue syndrome or, you know, kind of popping in and out of what's going on for you, you know, ac acupuncture school is pretty intense from what I understand. It's several years, and there's a lot of memorization and also clinical yeah. work. How how did that, when you were balancing all of that um, with school and with getting healthy, uh, what did what did that schooling look like for you at that time? So I started school part-time. So my first two years I did part-time, and I actually took a year off. I took a year off, and I worked at a simple desk job, and I worked on my health, and then I went back to school full-time for two years. And so, you know, um, and, and because I was in acupuncture school, they, like, they knew I had chronic fatigue syndrome. It was, uh, they worked with me. I think they tried to work with all of the students. Um, so, um you know, I kind of went through school at my own at my own pace, which is and really how I all schools should be, in my humble opinion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> it took yeah. me eight years off and on to get my bachelor's degree, so most people do that in four. And I, you know, I I one hundred percent am an advocate of taking time off when you need to and coming back when yeah. you're feeling more passionate or healthy and strong. So, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I was getting acupuncture treatments all the time from fellow through, students or professionally. Through, yeah, yeah, through through the teacher from the teachers that I met while I was going to school. Oh, very cool. So, yes, yes, and they often were giving me discounted rates for treatments. You know, I had limited income at that time, and um, so the whole experience was a really, really good experience for me. I mean, it was school, and it was stressful, and it was difficult, and I was able to get through it, 
and it gave me a different understanding of the world, and it gave me, you know, a profession. And so now I, uh, you know, for the past 20 years, I've been able to help other people who are struggling with illnesses that are hard to understand. And so I would say a lot, of, about 20% of my practice is the illnesses that are hard to understand. Um, Such as fibromyalgia my, and chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say most of my practice is people who are just in pain for some reason. You know, back pain, headaches, um, GI tract issues. And um, so back pain, neck pain, knee pain, those tend to be easier to treat. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll have people come in for between five and ten visits. And they're, if, if they're living relatively healthy, often they're good to go. Um, and then, uh, you know, people with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, it's a longer course of treatment, and often they have to have other um, healthcare professionals working with them at the same time. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. But I give everybody hope. I mean, my whole thing was I had this illness in 1990. Nobody really understood chronic fatigue syndrome. And there wasn't a... a you know, there wasn't an answer. Even if I went to the, you know, the best people in the field, there wasn't a specific answer. And somehow through trial and error and getting support and getting regular treatments and studying acupuncture and getting acupuncture treatments, I was able to find the path to health. So I, that's what I tell my patients. There is a path to health. And it may not be what you think it's going to be, but in other words, I'm not saying that you know, come see me and you're never going to have pain again. But what I am saying is if you are in pain, there is something you can do to get rid of the pain, to reduce suffering around the pain. There is a path so that you can feel better. And I, I, I think a lot of that is, is built into the body. It's not that we don't get sick. We get sick. We break bones. You know, things happen. It's that we get sick all the time, and then we heal. It's it's amazing and miraculous. It's what and the body's designed to I, do. That's what the body's designed to do. That's yeah. why we have an immune system, so that, you yeah. know, when things get in, it fights it right off and brings it back yeah. to balance. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of my, my big message is there's something that you can do, and if your body's really telling you that something's wrong, it... it it's important to listen to that. It's important to listen to that. And I, I think we live in a culture where a lot of times we're not taught how to listen to the body. And so part of the work that I do, because it's very hands-on, and I, uh, in, a different to, in addition to acupuncture, I do cranial sacral therapy. I do something called visceral manipulation, which is a hands-on manual therapy. Because... When I'm working with people, you know, there's touch involved, and I have my hands on their body, and they are feeling changes in the body. Um, it's a way of helping people to be more attuned mm -hmm. to what's going on, you know, physically and, and emotionally and spiritually. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's really, really important. I, um, 
Do you, um, would you do craniosacral therapy at the same time that someone's receiving an acupuncture treatment or is that a totally separate sequence? Some people I, well, let me just say I started doing craniosacral therapy a couple of months ago. Um, so relatively new at it. Um, but my, so some people I do a half an hour craniosacral and they just come in for craniosacral therapy. And the first person who came to see me, um, and it's just hands-on, I don't do a whole intake, you know, they come, you know, I, I say hello, whatever, and, and they get on the table and I, and I, I do cranial sacral, um, which is just gentle, it's gentle touch on different areas in the body, um, that works with, uh, the fluid that surrounds our brain and spinal cord. And the first patient that I had who came in, she came in for a treatment. She came back a uh, week later, and she said, I have rheumatoid arthritis, and I've been in pain for the last three years, and I just had a week without any pain. And it's, like, miraculous. It's, like, it's pe- miraculous, people forget right. how and, to and live she- without pain sometimes, and it's it's beautiful, and it's so freeing, and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And for this person, I, so I did a cranial sacral treatment and I was doing an ear acupuncture clinic. So she went to the ear acupuncture clinic. So I did a half an hour cranial sacral treatment and I did, um, so the ear represents the whole body and, um, you can treat the whole body and the whole system through ear points. So I, in this clinic, I, I do a couple of ear points. So she had cranial sacral, she had the ear points. And it really, really made a difference. Mm, I love that. So, yeah. Now, for people, for some of my patients who are getting acupuncture treatments, towards the end of the treatment, I'll add a little cranial psychotherapy because it brings the body into a really, really relaxed state. Um, it's nice to have that after you kind of move all the energy around to, like, bring it back to just, yeah. 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 Um, so I was looking through your website, and if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Bonnie Diamond, and your website is bonniediamond.com. And uh, on your bio, there was a really beautiful story, or just kind of a, a little mention about about how you you found a lot of different things and in, in, along your healing path um, that were very much based on on synchronicity. And mm-hmm. I would I would love for you to share a little bit about well first maybe tell people what synchronicity is how you understand that and how has synchronicity played a role in in your healing path over the years. Mm-hmm. So um, here's the way I see things. I think it's important for us to sort of have a vision of what we want, you know, and around health to have a sense of. You know, we want to be healthy. We want to be able to do the things that we love. And in me, I was just like, I'm getting healthy. I I didn't know how. I didn't know what was going to happen. But I do know in my being, I was like, I'm going to do everything that I can. You made a decision around that. I made a decision. And I I made choices around that. Um, And so the story about synchronicity in in my healing path was... um, it must have been, I must have had the illness for about six years at this point, I want to say. And I decided I would uh, take a weekend away. I was living in the Boston area, and I picked Whitford, Rhode Island. Just It was a random thing. And I went there, and 
uh, I stayed in bed and breakfast, and it was pouring all weekend, and I tended to do worse in the rain. And so I couldn't really get out. I couldn't really do much. And But I went into the town, and Wickford, Rhode Island is this tiny town on the water, and went into town, and there was a um, a shop with an herbalist in it. And I went into the shop, and I said to the woman there, I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I said, you know, do you have anything that might be helpful? And she looked at me a little surprised, and she said, I have chronic fatigue syndrome also, and I've been taking this supplement. And the supplement is NADH, and it's a chemical that's produced in the body uh, during the Krebs cycle, so it's in the cell when the cell creates energy in the body. Uh, and a physicist had put this chemical into pill form. And you can get it over the counter. You could get it at Whole Foods. Um, and she said, I started taking the supplement. It's been really helpful. And so that was totally, and I was like, okay. And I got the supplement, and I started taking it every morning. And that was one of the things that really helped me get over the the chronic fatigue. And so that was like, it was unplanned. I didn't, it was not something that I researched. It just came about because, you know, I was open to trying something. And I, you know, it's kind of like being in the right place at the right time. So that was one instance of synchronicity. And I'm not saying that that it always happens like that, but in my life there have been moments of synchronicity. Um, the other story is I moved out here to the Pioneer Valley in 2007 because my husband had gotten a job out here. And I was, we were living in East Hampton and I went to the gas station in East Hampton and I was in my car and I looked up and right in front of me was somebody who I had gone to acupuncture school with. How lovely. And so this is, yeah, somebody I hadn't seen, you know, in years, at least 10 years, I would say. Didn't know she was out here. And we got together, um, we had lunch together, and she said to me, I have a practice in East Hampton, and she said, I'm not using my office on weekends. She said, you should use it. At the time, I hadn't start, started practicing out here. And so that's how I started my practice out here, because of her generosity. Aww. Uh, yeah. That's really yeah. sweet. Yeah. And yeah. where, um, are you still in that same office, or are you in a different location now? Um, um, so I've been in a couple of different locations. I am, wait, is that true? I am in the building where that initial office was. I'm not in the same office. I actually moved with her. Um, I moved with her once, and then I ended up moving back to the building. Gotcha. So, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, would I have practiced anyway? Probably. But was this a little, I don't know, hint from the universe or a little encouragement or just logistically something that, that, you know, made practicing easier? Yes, to all of those things. And so I really encourage people when they have those moments, and I think we know when those moments are, and I think we all have them, to to keep our hearts open and, and allow for those things to happen. 
Letting those little moments of chance or right right time, right place just kind of spring into into gear. Into, yeah, into our lives. Mm. Um, that's cool that you're that you're open to that, and that's you know I think that that's it's always fun when those things happen, and it's exciting. And you know, like yeah. you said, sometimes you just don't know how or where, but you make a decision about something, and you know, it's it just things line up, and things line up. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's looking for those, and you know this because you do energy work. You know, it's it's looking for those moments when when things like line up, and then being really grateful to have that line up. It's it's you know, um, and so I yeah I don't you know I say like chronic fatigue was it was like the best and worst gift I ever got because it was. You know, it was hard to live with the illness, um, but it opened me up to all kinds of things that probably would not have been a part of my life if I hadn't had if I hadn't had the diagnosis. Absolutely. And so, when I work with people, I really I try to remind them that even though what they're going through might not be that pleasant in the moment, that there are ways that they could learn from their experience. Mm, I love that. And if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Bonnie Diamond, and you're listening to Energy Matters on Valley Free Radio. And so, Bonnie, you do uh, a lot of workshops as well. Um, what, what inspired you to get into a, a public speaking role um, as a as a solopreneur and as an acupuncturist? Um, why? Um, what was the what was the kind of the fun behind doing these public speaking workshops? So I think a. L- for a lot of people, they don't realize that they have options outside of going to their doc- doctor. And not that they, I, I'm not, you know, I think everybody should have a primary care physician. I think they should go to their doctor. I think they should get checkups once a year. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that when they're in pain, there are other things that they can do. And there are other systems of medicine that um, have been around for a very, very long time. And so acupuncture is one of the oldest and most widely practiced forms of medicine in the world today. Um, If we look at Asia, uh, and in in Asia, my husband has a colleague from South Korea, and he says when he goes to the doctor, there's a medical doctor, and there's an acupuncturist, and there's an herbalist, and it's you go and you you um, make use of of all of all of the uh, healing professionals that are you that are there, and in this country we we don't have that kind of system. So I think that for alternative practitioners, it's important that we go out into the world and explain to people what we're doing, explain how it can help them, and encourage them to try modalities that they inexperience growing up or they don't know that much about because often those modalities can be of tremendous help. Absolutely. And that's what this radio show is all about. It's what Energy Matters is all about. It's, you know, about hearing about the different types of stuff that we have here right in front of us in the Pioneer Valley and you know chatting with people like you and lots of other folks and who you know just to kind of expose us to new ideas and different options of you know I think that we just grow up 
I mean, at least I did. I, you know, the, we had a family physician and that was pretty much what we did. You know, that, that was the hospital. And, you know, if you have a cold, you maybe garlic, um, a little bit of garlic and a little bit of gargling with salt, warm, salty mm-hmm. water and and things like that. But the rest of it was just going to the doctor. So it's the whole, whole range of stuff out here. Can you tell us uh, how people can find you? So um, they can go to my website, which is bonniediamond.com, B-O-N-N-I-E-D-I-A-M-O-N-D.com. I have a Facebook page called Staying in Balance. And they can call me. I do free consultations, so they can call me at 781-718-6325. Perfect. And you do you also do public speaking um, workshop events for different um, organizations in the area? Or if people are, are interested in finding yeah. you to, to come to their business or their school, um, what are the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm giving a talk... Um, in March, I'm just looking at my calendar at That's the okay. East Hampton Library. Oh, lovely. Uh, March 4th at 6.30 at the East Hampton Library. And if people are um, interested in having me come talk or do a workshop, I am happy to do that. Fabulous. And so they can just reach out. Yeah. Great. And do you have any last pieces of wisdom that you would like to throw out into the universe? Mostly listen to your body, and there's always hope. And um, I'm thinking like the Spirit is always with you. I I, I do think even when uh, difficult things happen in our lives and we go through difficult times, there are people who will help and support and love us. And the more we open our hearts to that, I think the better our lives are. So I encourage people who are struggling, I know there are some people who are really struggling going through hard times, to know that they are not alone and um, to be open to, um, Mr. Rogers calls it the helpers, Mm. be open to the helpers. The helpers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. And you're you're a perfect example of there is hope and you know, that there there is health after being dealing with health yeah. issues after many, many years. Yes, yes. So today and let me just tell people, today um, I'm active, um, you know, I do work that I love. I ski, I kayak, I hike. I know. I've I, I've seen you on hiking trails before. Bumped into you. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm yeah, just burning yeah, off yeah, my yeah. anxiety, <laughs> running yeah, up the side yeah, of the yeah. mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I went through years where, like, walking across the room was exhausting. So, you know, I I I hope my story offers help to people who are in challenging situations. That's my that's my wish. Lovely. And send healing energy just out to the world. 
That's great. Well, it sounds like you're making a great impact in this area, and I'm I'm glad that you're out here. I've I've had treatments with you, and um, you know, so if, if people are listening and they are curious, uh, you can definitely go on uh, Facebook and find Bonnie Diamond, and or you can go directly onto her website, which is bonniediamond.com, just like the 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 gemstone diamond, Bonnie Diamond. Um, so thank you so much, Bonnie for for being a guest on the show today it's lovely getting to know you and to, to talk more in depth about your work it's good to be here absolutely really is. oh lovely all right um so uh so if Anyone out here is just uh, just tuning in right now to Energy Matters. You can listen to this show uh, or any other episode of Energy Matters um, if you go on to ReikiNorthampton.com backslash radio. And there's all my archived episodes, so um, don't hesitate to go and, um, and re-listen to, uh, to Bonnie Diamond this episode. Um, so thank you again, Bonnie, and I hope everyone has a fabulous weekend. All right. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Bonnie. All right. Well, have a great weekend, everyone, and be well.